Hi, I'm Connie, and this is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 64, From Perfectionist to Accomplist, with Jen Anderson. Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 64 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. Today, we're talking about perfectionism again. But first, some housekeeping. Please, please, please subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And share it with your family and friends, because if you find value in it, they will too. And if you love my podcast, you can help me by going to Apple Podcasts and write a review. This will help that more people find the podcast and can move from chaos to peace in their life and business. And if you don't know how to leave a review, I have step-by-step instructions and I will put the link in the show notes. So, back to today's topic, perfectionism. I am very excited to welcome Jen Anderson to the show today. Because Jen says she has improved her mental and physical health by letting go of perfectionism. As a result, she started the Accomplished community to help other people do the same and is now in the process of designing a to-do app called the Accomplished app. I met Chen back in the beginning of September 2020, and the recording then was planned for September 30th, but things didn't go so well in Chen's business, and so she canceled. Then, out of the blue end of January this year, I got an email from Chen saying she is now ready. And you will hear in our conversation a little bit about her struggles. And I really admire her perseverance and tenacity, even when things are not working out and are far from perfect. So the big thing Jen is doing with her accomplished app is she's getting rid of the overdue status and is adding a skipped status. The goal is to help perfectionists stop beating themselves up over not getting everything done. And now she has a pilot program where she's going to see if this actually achieves that result. For now, she has customized an existing project management app that has the statuses that the accomplished app will have. She picked that particular app because it allows for privacy, meaning the other users won't see each other's lists. And this app works on the web and it has desktop app for PC and Mac, and also mobile apps for iOS and Android. So I'm trying to help Jen because she is still looking for beta testers that would use this test app for a month or two, then fill out some surveys about their own perfectionism. So if you're listening to this and our conversation right after, and then feel like you are willing and wanting to help Jen out, reach out and let me know or go to the show notes and contact Jen directly. She'll get you all set up as a beta tester. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Jen, who moved from perfectionist to accomplished. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited that it finally happened. And uh, bef- 
before we dive into our topic, I want to uh, hear a little bit, who is Jen and um, how did you get here? <laughs> Short version. <laughs> keep asking myself the same thing. Um, I describe myself as a recovering techie. I worked as a systems analyst for 13 years and then became a freelance writer. Because um, my degree is in writing. Why someone with, with an MFA in fiction writing would go into technology? It just kind of happened. But um, <clears throat> once I became a, um, a freelance writer, I was really enjoying it, but I was having trouble managing my schedule because it's always changing. It isn't a matter of just going into the office and, all right, what am I doing for the next eight hours? Your, your work schedule changes. And so I started trying to think up a new system. And so I started designing this to-do app called Accomplist that would actually be more reflective of a changing schedule and would be better for recovering perfectionists. And just at that time, I was also doing this whole mind-body-health journey um, to help with my migraines. And I realized one of the big things I had to deal with was my perfectionism. And, you know, I, there was absolutely no way to, no, no, no instructions is the thing. You go online and they, you see a bunch of articles that say, yeah, you should really stop being a, a perfectionist. <laughs> just stop. Yeah. You know, and stop. Of course, as a perfectionist, we have to come up with the perfect way to do that. <laughs> And our minds immediately go to the things that drive us the most crazy. You know, exactly. if you can't stand that your kitchen is messy, you, you can't just stop. And what worked for me is I actually came up with um, my own art therapy. So making collages. I had to think of something that I'm no good at and I don't care that I'm no good at it. And collages were the thing for whatever reason. And I started playing with that. And then the more I started talking to people about, about the app and, and just about mind, body, health in general, I realized that a lot of us are recovering perfectionists and don't know how to do it. So the app is not quite ready yet, but I've, I've launched an online um, community, the Accomplice community, where we can at least start um, encouraging each other and talking about perfectionism and trying to heal a little bit uh, while we're waiting for the, the tools. So it's so funny how you call yourself a recovering perfectionist. I call myself that sometimes too. And then I realize I don't even think I'm recovering. I still think I, I just maybe be aware that I am. And um, like you said, so you're trying to figure out how to recover from it. And as a perfectionist, you have to try out all the things to see which one is the best. And the other thought that I had is, okay, so must be because you come from the tech world because my first thought wouldn't be to create an app interesting because what my the exact position i had was problem solving you know if the, the end users or the clients would have a problem that they needed solved and i would figure out how to do it and then tell the programmers this is what you need to build i wouldn't tell them how to program but this is what it needs to do. So that's just where my mind went because even writing out my to-do list, all I would look at is the things I didn't cross out. I could put three things on my list and not get to one of them and still feel like garbage at the end of the day. So I needed something that was going to normalize not doing everything and would push. And also it is kind of a drag to have to write out every day the things that you do every day. So part of it was actually laziness, which <laughs> it would have been easier just to keep writing my list rather than design an app and start a company. 
but here we are. Yeah. Um, and I know that um, I think originally it was meant to be a productivity app. And isn't that also a little bit of a trap for us perfectionists? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the chase to be more productive all the time. No. So the, I, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but so you're now going from kind of like a productivity app to more of a community-based um, approach. Is that how I, do I understand it right? Yes. Also it's, it's a mental health app. Uh-huh. The app is, is going to happen. And it, it really, the functionality is largely the same. It's just that calling it a productivity app, would only would attract people who wanted to get better, who wouldn't want to be able to just mark a task skipped, who do want tasks bright red and overdue and, and make, them, <laughs> make themselves crazy. So to actually get to the right people, I had to start calling it a, a mental health app because that is actually what it is. We get a, other, Otherwise, we would never get found. It's for people who are ready to let go of their perfectionism. And so it, it'll, it'll be a, a task management to do thing. And there will be some sort of content in there. And then the, the community is going to, was going to be a big part of it. And that is the main part of it right now. Because we need to normalize. We always think that, well, it's okay if other people make mistakes, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> or we think, oh, this is awful. I'm in several Facebook groups. Um, for junk journaling and mixed media art. And all these people will share, oh, this is my first time art journaling, be, be gentle, what are your suggestions? And it's the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with it. It is fantastic. It is better than any, anything I could do. And that's that's the thing. You know, it may, may not be perfect, but it still looks great. And we don't always have to put out professional level work, but to have it normalized like that, you know, to see someone else turn out perfectly great work and think it's not good enough helps me to start think okay maybe my my imperfect work is actually pretty good too yeah this is kind of like taking away the question I wanted to ask because I wanted to ask so what is in your eyes then so wrong with perfectionism but I can see totally like because I'm doing it too like you're beating yourself up um for something that if somebody else would do the same thing, you would never, never talk that way. And I think this is, um, so since you are, like it sounds, an expert on perfectionism, do you have any clue why this happens to us? Like it happens to so many. I talk with so many people about perfectionism and we all, not all, but the people I talk to, <laughs> we all kind of are aware of it. Some are further on the journey to not beat themselves up as much. Um, and I catch myself sometimes, again, beating myself up. And other times I'm better at it. Have you, have you in your research, since you're also a techie person, I'm kind of assuming you're also like a little bit of a researcher, um, figured out why we do that to ourselves? Well, I think for me, at least, it goes all the way back to my education. And I think maybe anxiety has a little bit to do with it because, you know, my teachers would mark in red every little mistake, misspelling, whatever. And I would think, oh, my God, which is why they don't mark in red anymore, because it is so punitive and and threatening. And I didn't realize, no, this is how you learn. And especially as a top student, you know, you got to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just this competition and the striving for excellence, not the same 
as being perfect. You can be, you can fall short of perfection and still be excellent. And I think that we get caught up in that too, is that there's this competition that depending on your industry, for example, being a woman in tech is exactly as bad as you think it is. And just about as bad as a woman in finance, I'm telling you, probably. Yeah, exactly. So, and they say, oh, you have to do, be twice as good as everyone else. No, that doesn't help. And also, I mean, yeah. And, and that's the thing is you keep thinking, all right, if I just strive more, if I do this better, if I do that better, then it'll go smooth, more smoothly. Nope, doesn't happen. And the thing is, in some things, there is no room for imperfection. In software, for example, The computer only knows what you tell it to do. So when you're testing software, it has to be perfect. It can't just start doing something weird. You have, if the programmer maybe didn't think, well, what if they click that thing they're not supposed to click? What happens? Nothing is not the answer or some weird error message is not supposed to happen. It's it's supposed to, you're supposed to plan for that. So you have to plan for every possibility. So it, it's it's weird because I'm talking about being perfect for a perfectionist, <laughs> right. but also software. The software's got to be perfect. I can't let people down by releasing some buggy malfunctioning yeah. software. That's not good yeah. either. Yeah, although although I did, I read an article somewhere where they were saying that actually uh, that's the wrong way around because you should release a software that has bugs in it be, or like not obvious bugs, but mm. you should release it before it's 100% perfect because the feedback you will getting will get you so much faster to the perfect version. So that's kind of like um, what I'm wondering is if we're not by trying to be perfect, actually preventing ourselves to become what we want to be because if we would be less perfect we would get the feedback that we would want or need like if we can take it like it might be as a perfectionist I feel like we often have a hard time with criticism or feedback as well but if we could learn to get to receive the feedback we would get so much faster to that you call it excellence you could call it just like the place we want to go um because we would be helped by other people or by the software <laughs> to steer us in the right direction. Exactly. The more finished it is, the harder it is to rip it apart and change it. Yeah, I also write fiction, okay. hence the, the MFA. And I have this, this bad habit of going back and, and line editing what I wrote the day before and polishing the scene. And it makes it so much harder to, to rip it apart, to say, okay, this conversation happens somewhere else. This scene goes away. You know, from the first draft to second draft, they're not supposed to look like each other at all. But if you've polished the first draft as it is, it's very hard to say, okay, where do I add this information? Because it it's too too close to perfect, even though it's not. Yeah. And yeah, so you're you're right. I, I hopefully it will not be frustratingly bad when we release it. But <laughs> but yeah, that that is a because as a, as an analyst, I also had to do software testing, and I always found it incredibly frustrating. But it's, it's three levels of boss above me who would say, okay, it's good enough. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But this is, these are the same people when there's a bug that we didn't catch that's huge, are breathing down your neck going, why isn't this fixed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, you can't win for, uh, you can't lose for winning, winning for losing, whatever. <laughs> yes. How is that? How is that thing going? And I could imagine, yeah, software, uh, like I remember, like in finance, it's a little bit the same. You can't really have mistakes. Like 
Um, so it's the perfect breeding ground for us perfectionists because it needs to be correct. Like um, th there is not, not really room for, for mistakes. Um, you may not get the feedback as, as quick as with software uh, <laughs> that, because if nobody else notices the mistake, then um, the, the problem could become even bigger than, than with software. Yeah, so it's really interesting. And I find the, um, the, uh, the approach interesting. So a productivity app or a to-do list app or however you call that as a mental health app. That's really interesting. So now, of course, how does that look really? Because I still kind of know I didn't get to what I wanted to get to or whatever. <laughs> and the app is can tell me all at once that I'm a good person anyway <laughs> so how does this like can you reveal a little bit behind the scenes how this is going to look well it'll look like a, a, a regular to-do list you'll have like different you can make separate lists within your master list just like the the david allen getting things done system mm -hmm. um, that that's the most flexible way to design it um you can have a work list a home list whatever and then assign due dates so you can look at today you can look at all week and one thing that, that's very important for me is that repeating tasks will show up as separate tasks. Mm -hmm. So you can look ahead at the week and see, oh yeah, no, I do have a lot booked on Thursday when it looked empty because everything that I had to do on Monday, I have to click finish and then finish every day. And then it shows up for Thursday. Yeah. So that wow. way you get a, a better look at that, right? And repeating yeah. tasks and multi-day tasks um, will look like that. And then there is no such thing as an overdue status. That's yeah. the thing, especially if you leave a system and then come back to it after a few weeks or months. Oh, it's nothing but red, <laughs> overdue. It's it's so overwhelming. And those repeating tasks, if you you have to delete it or you have to click finish, 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 finish for like three mm -hmm. three weeks worth, and you feel like you're lying to yourself because you're marking it finished when it's not. So we're gonna have a skip status because. Yeah. There are things that you want to do every day and you're not going to do every day and that's okay. Like go on LinkedIn to do some networking. You don't have to do it every single day, but you, if you have it on every day's list, it'll increase the chances of you remembering to do it. And um, habits as well. There's a built-in habit tracker mm -hmm. because we want to drink more water. We want to take an exercise break and having that in a separate list or a separate app makes it harder to remember. So if it's yeah. all in one app, on my to-do yeah. list, if it's take an exercise break, go for a walk, it's in there as along with everything else I have to do. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to remember. Mm -hmm. And you know, as perfectionists, we tend to put too much on our list. We look at it, you put you know enough for a reasonable amount for today and think, oh no, I can do more than that. Always striving for excellence. And you don't even get to the original list, let alone the things that you added. And the things you added might be stupid. I've had things on my list like buy so-and-so's book, uh, email this person that about something that doesn't matter a year later. It, it's <laughs> all these things, you know, dust your baseboards, which I people do that. And I'm I, I since I've discovered that I've noticed, yes, I have very dusty baseboards and it would be nice to dust them. But if I put it on the list, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> And rather than let it follow me day after day or just sit on a, on a list without a date as your know, things that must be done, I could mark it skipped. It's just normalizing it. it it's learning mm -hmm. to say no to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we have enough trouble saying no to other people. And <laughs> yes. it's 
to say it to ourselves and we have, we're bullying ourselves. We have these imaginary people in our heads with our mother's voice, our teacher's voice, our aunt's voice, telling us we're not good enough, criticizing our, our dirty kitchen, our cluttered living room. And yeah. the actual versions of these people would never be so mean. Yeah. I have a friend, yeah. um, she says, she calls that the shitty committee or something. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like the whole committee who constantly has something to bitch about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So listening to you is like, um, so what, what were, or how, <laughs> how, how did your mental health um improved because you're kind of like working on this app and and figuring out um again that nothing blinks at you read nothing is overdue um so and 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 you even told me that your physical help improved as well so talk a little bit about the things because maybe it's a good idea to become more perfect in our mental and physical health <laughs> right. well that's the thing it's really interesting there's an app called curable health um, that leads you through mind, mind, body medicine, and will teach you, will educate you about it and help you do some exercises. Um, but again, they don't have a, here's how to let go of perfectionism. And one thing that they teach is that, that urgent need to get better already. Your, it, your brain interprets that as danger. Yeah. So your amygdala will start sending out more pain because brains are helpful, but not very good at it, <laughs> at least certain parts <laughs> of your brain. So it, it's, all this pressure. And I know I, I'm, I clenched my jaw. I, I, I went to one of the, the top TMJ specialists in the country. And he said, I had one of the strongest bites that he'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I've actually worn through the enamel on, my, on some of my teeth. My dentist was very upset because I just clenched from the stress. And just that alone can trigger the trigeminal nerve, which starts at, at your jaw and trigger migraine. And migraines are, are my big problem. And they come with pain. They come with brain fog. It's not great. And just this and this tenseness. You, mm -hmm. you hold your back and your neck, and just beating yourself up. And it could be beating yourself up over things that you didn't really process, you know, years ago. And it could just be stuff now. And it's just this people pleasing. I have to be perfect. And it's just so much pressure that. Your, your amygdala, it's just helpful little toddler, your little lizard brain goes, oh, no, this is too much. I'm going to put you in pain. So you have to stop. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so stop to do that. The pain is a little less bad. They're, the migraines are a little less frequent. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's baby steps. Unfortunately for me, it was not a miracle cure like it is for some people, but it, it's yeah. just, it, it's easier. And I, I'm actually productive during migraines if the pain isn't too bad or the brain fog isn't too bad. And it's just not beating myself up so much and thinking, oh, I shouldn't do, I shouldn't try to write if I've got brain fog. Well, I can rewrite it later. I'll give it a try. You yeah, know, you might surprise yourself. You might yeah. surprise yourself. It's actually, it's really interesting because a lot of people don't understand that this is all clutter. Like I, I, I always explain it. So like a unfinished stuff is clutter. So you either release it and realize it's not going to happen or you're trying to finish it. But then also this whole mental drama, that's also clutter, all this going on and which creates then the emotional clutter, which in your case, even created physical um, manifestation of this 
drama in in your or in your body because um and and your body is kind of screaming at you saying stop it stop it and you're just doing exactly the opposite <laughs> you're you're trying to become better and better yeah so yeah that's totally um i can see how this helps and, and if you have an app that then supports you in your journey i think you still need to work a lot on your own it's just maybe a, a better support system because it doesn't scream in red at you or <laughs> doesn't scream over to you at you totally so now um since you're um, creating this app and creating this um, community around it, there is probably a, some kind of a business component um, in all of this as a um, solopreneur or entrepreneur or however you want to look at it. So how does anti-perfectionism fit into the, um, our business life or into our, um, into our business and into us as business owners? Well, for that, I just, I have this, the slogan, I just keep reminding myself, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to start Yeah. right now. As, as we are speaking, the accomplice community has less than 20 members. It is cringe more than it's cringy. It's embarrassing. Everything is when it starts, you know, I was, I rather than wait for the app to be perfect and the app to be launched before I start the community, let's launch the community. All right. Yes, there's not, not there's not enough conversation happening yet. It's mortifying, but that's okay. It's it's just the beginning. It's lame, and it's the persistence in any business that is important. And so, being able to to sit with the imperfection and just the the tragic lameness of anything at the beginning. I mean, you think of anyone who won an Oscar at, at their early career was like, why? Why are you even trying to be an actor? So it, everything starts out incredibly small. So you just have to remember that you're not going to be an overnight success in less than 10 years. So it, we have to do our best. And, you know, there's also with entrepreneurs is you have to work every moment, every moment you're awake, you have to work such long hours. Well, you know what, that would put, make me, put me back with migraines and not able to do, to do anything. Yeah. So why be my own boss and start my own company if I can't manage my own schedule? And, yeah. you know, if things grow a lot of more people slow. start their own business because they think they then have more time for themselves or more free time. And then they're the worst <laughs> boss ever to themselves. Yes. <laughs> they would. Yeah, it's funny. It's so funny. And I just read the book from um, Seth Godin's new book, The Practice. And he in, the, in there says, too, is like, if you don't put out shitty work, you will never get to the real good work of yourself, you know. And we forget that. It's like other people say, too, is like if a, if a toddler starts to learn to walk, they fall over a lot, too. And without this falling over all the time, they wouldn't um, get to the point where they actually can walk. And then we forget that once we're adults, we feel like, oh, no, we just have to get up from being a toddler, barely being able to roll over. We need to get up in one swoop and walk or run probably across the living room. And so, and, and I feel, and I agree with it. And it's, it's hard because we're so conditioned. And I think you're right. It's the school system with their red markers and everything and the wrong answer. If you raise your hand, the teacher asks something and you give the wrong answer. It's kind of like you're, you're, it's it you're exposed and depending on how the the teacher reacts and I had many situations where I feel the teacher didn't react too well because you get ridiculed and something so then this just gets reinforced when 
in reality, it's actually much better to to go shitty <laughs> or, or or yeah, like you just said with your community, but but learn small and then grow it from there and it becomes so much better quality than if you're trying to do it all by yourself, thinking you know it all, how it should work, and then you present it and then and that's what Seth Golden talks in his book too. This is why it came to me because he says like if you're if you're trying to f- um, perfect it um, for years and years and then you present it and, and nobody likes it, then you waste it all this time. If you show it, like if you put out the stuff right away and on an ongoing basis, you get the feedback that you can get actually to your really good work. Yeah, so I, I love it. And and um, I, I know too a little bit more of the backstory of your of your app. So I, I want to admire, uh, tell you and acknowledge you for your your resilience like you're really like you had some major obstacles and and you don't have to talk about them if you don't want to but I just know you had some major obstacles and it's really amazing how you're getting back up again and going on with it so yeah well, I, I can talk about it a, a little bit I did have a co-founder who ended up leaving the business before he finished um, building the app um, which is why I am now a real business person. Before I, w- I was half-assing it. Who are we kidding? I just designed it. We built. I figured he'd build it. We'd release it. And now that's not going to happen. And so to, to attract someone else to build it or to attract an investor so I can hire someone to build it, I need to, to prove to them that I can actually be a business, make this profitable, that I am not just some idiot sitting you know, in their living room thinking, yeah, I can do a thing. It'll just happen. Money will just start coming in from nothing. So I, I realized I ha- had to get my act together. And even, you know, at the very beginning, I thought, okay, the worst thing that'll happen is I'll be a little embarrassed and we'll lose some money and that's fine. But by the time that my, my uh, partner did leave, we realized, no, this, this is a thing. This can help people. And so I got a mentor and he's the one who I told him about the app and he said, no, it's not a productivity app. It's mm-hmm. a mental health app. And, and all of a sudden I realized, Oh yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. I was just so caught up in my own mindset that I didn't realize. Yeah, no, this is that's the result. That is actually the effect that we want to have on people. It's not a competitor to Microsoft To Do or To Doist or Remember the Milk. It's a companion to mental health apps, other mental health apps. Yeah. And so it, it's just I'm taking a a pre accelerator class. Um, through an incubator and learning how to do all this stuff. I was an English major. I made fun of the business majors, <laughs> um, at least the ones who took, took took our literature classes. You know, oh, we're not used to having to read something and and write about it. No, oh, woe is me having to read some Shakespeare. Like, oh, please, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And every time I have to go out in my career, I learn how to do a project plan or write um, documentation for software. It's like, well, I had to learn to do your stuff. So now I'm actually having to learn all of these skills that I never thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a process. And I do beat myself up a little bit that it, it hasn't launched yet. It's not happening yet. And I just had to accept, yeah, no, it's not happening by the end of 2020. That's mm-hmm. okay. And all right. It, it's, I certainly hope it'll, you know, the, the app will be finished by the end of this year. The, at least the mm-hmm. community is there to help people. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's mortifying. I was doing um, podcast interviews and, and Facebook lives and promoting this thing and saying, oh, it is going to be done at the end of September. And okay, we've got to push it back a few weeks. And, um, and that was embarrassing enough, but just to, okay, it's not going to happen. I don't know when, but it will. It, it's mortifying. Yeah. 
for a perfectionist uh, can... is just so embarrassing. But to have to live with that, and, you know, my choice was give up and just not, not be embarrassed or, well, to be embarrassed in private or to make it happen, to actually make it a thing and just make the, the embarrassment and the delays a thing of the past and just a step on the way there. Yeah. Because it's, I like, you know, talking to people about perfectionism and encouraging people to be imperfect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my life before accomplice was not as much fun. So it's, it's hard. It's outside my comfort zone and it's a lot, but I, yeah, I think you're actually living what you're, what you're trying to, to help other people with. You're living it. And, uh, I, I admire it. I literally admire it. And I think, um, uh, it, it, you will look back and you will be so glad what you did. And, and my mentor, she always says, um, the worst thing that can happen is a feeling and shame is probably the, the biggest um, or the worst feeling you, you or the one that you don't want to um, experience. But if you go through it, um, it actually so much light comes out on the other end. So um, if people are now interested, because I kind of uh, know a lot of people who struggle with perfectionism. So if they're interested in your community, where can they find you? Where should they go? Where should they go check it out? Okay, it's accomplished.app. It's accomplished with a T and dot app. So, um, and you can just go to accomplished.app and that's, you, there's a link to the blog. There's a link to the community, or you can, if you want to go directly, accomplished.app slash community. And you can take a look at that. Uh, the content on the blog is um, things that I posted in the forum, but just a few days later, people in, <clears throat> in the community get early access. So you can kind of get a taste there before you have to sign up. And it, it's 100% free at the moment. At some point, once, once there is actual value in, in the community, then there'll be like a, a 90 day or 30 day trial period. And, and then there'll be a small annual subscription. Um, but for now, it, it's just, just come and talk and, you mm -hmm. know, take a look at it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are Team Accomplished. Okay. So I will put all these links in the show notes. Now, I wonder before we wrap up, do you have any last words of wisdom or any tips for anybody like um, that is dealing with perfectionism or maybe dealing with obstacles and challenges in something that they want to accomplish and um, like your um showing us um like how to overcome it but maybe you have a tip that um would help people i think the biggest tip is to to start just as a start find something that you're no good at and you don't care mm -hmm. i don't speak french very well i have lived in france i have my first french class i was in second grade it is mortifying to me that i don't speak french better but spanish okay, I can learn Spanish using an app and, and I can be bad at it and that's okay. Drawing, I feel like if I could practice, I would be better at drawing, but making collages was okay. Making music is way, just not happening for me. It's not gonna, because I'm not that good at playing guitar and I know enough musicians that it really bothers me. And I, my husband is the kind of person who can pick up an instrument and learn how, and start playing it instantly. So no, that's just, there's too much baggage there. So just find something that you're no good at. And, and do that and enjoy being no good at. And the other things will start to seem like less, a big, less of a big deal. You will develop the muscles that you need to sit with not being perfect. I love that tip. I will try that out, actually. 
<laughs> I really love that one. Thanks so much, Jen, for being on my podcast. This was an awesome conversation and I will have you back. I promise once the app is live, you will gonna, you're going to come back and you can talk about it again if you want to, of course. Only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for being on. Great, thanks for having me. Okay, my friends, that was my conversation with Jen Anderson, who moved from perfectionist to accomplice. <laughs> if you want to find out more about Jen and her app she's developing, you find all the links of the things we're talking about in the show notes and the show notes you find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 64. That is conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y, G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast, forward slash 64. Thank you for joining me on the episode today and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in what Jen and I were talking about, please share it with your family and friends, because if you found value in it, they will too. Have a beautiful and amazing week, and please, please, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you next time. Take good care and be 